going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. That's right. I'm here and you're here. Aren't you glad we both made it? <laughs> hey, man, I know I am. So how y'all doing out there today? Everybody enjoying their Monday. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. <sighs> what a show we have for you today. What a show, what a show. And you know what's going to make this show such a great show today? Is because I have no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> ma, 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 ma. Yeah, I've been kind of battling with that for a moment. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to talk about. So just bear with me, y'all. Y'all know how I get. I get on a roll and we get to rolling hard. So, hey. We'll talk about something, that's for sure. We got two hours to do it, right? <laughs> All right. So, anyway, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Um, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The first way is just calling in. Simple, 347-838-8622. You can also email me, ericletstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room that's always open, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Those are all the ways you can participate in the show, and I really look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Because you know what I figured out? I found out that everyone has a very unique point of view on every topic. You know, and that that what makes it so, so um, fun. And frustrating. Let's be honest. <laughs> it can be frustrating at times. However, you know, it's good, though. It's a good thing. It's a good type of frustration for the most part, okay, for the most part. Let let me be honest because there's sometimes um, y'all frustrate me and it's a good thing. But that's very few and far in between. <sighs> okay, so... um. We got songs of the day for you. We got two, 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 two songs that I know, I know we gonna be rocking and rolling with today. We have the Temptations, and we got Michael Jackson. That's right. So we got two songs of the day for you. I'm taking it back a little bit. I've, I've been kind of getting into a little bit of trap music and all this other stuff for a while. It's time to go back to the old school for a minute. <laughs> you know, something that really make you go hmm. Na 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 na. <laughs> yeah, but um, we got that on on store for you as well. Um, you know, there's this big thing over the weekend that came out, and um, I kept trying to decide whether I wanted to discuss it or not, or whether I was just gonna leave it alone. And well, can't leave it alone. I can't. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's very interesting, to say the least, and it's called the Panama Papers. Now, apparently this is a big old thing that's, that, that um, tells about huge tax leak and, and hidden money and offshore accounts and everything like that. And, you know, it's, oh man, I tell you, I was reading it. I was reading it, and basically the Panama Papers, but they tell you that 12 national leaders, 12 national leaders are among 143 politicians, their families, and close associates from around the world known to have been using offshore tax havens. 
Now, of course, they have um. Okay, what I do with it? Okay, um, of course, one of the big ones is um, what's this man named Putin? Apparently, they found a two billion dollar trail that leads all the way to Putin. That's right, the Russians, the his best friend. A cellist called Sergei Rudingen. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Um, national leaders with offshore wealth are, how can you pronounce these people's names? Nowhere, Sharif, Pakistan's prime minister, Ayal Ali, intern prime minister, former vice president of Iraq, um, Petro Poroshenko, president of Ukraine, Allah Mubarak, son of Egypt's former president, and the Prince Minister of Iceland, Sigmundord, yeah, 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 yeah. Six members of the House of Lords, three former conservative MPs, and dozens of donors to UK political parties. All of them have offshore accounts. Um, it's a whole lot, man. It's a whole lot. Um, and this, this, this um, leak here. 370 reporters from over 100 media organizations spent a year analyzing and verifying the documents, the Panama Papers. And I went, I, I read through it, and I just gave y'all a little glimpse of it. But you know one thing I didn't find? Yeah, I mean, it made sure to point out Putin and, you know, uh, Chinese president, um, sports celebrities, and screen stars. But it didn't point out not one American. Yeah, not one American. Isn't that interesting? You mean to tell me they have the big old thing and not one American is involved in it? Who are they trying to fool? <laughs> Who are they trying to fool? Um, but y'all know why they're going after Putin, right? Because they're not happy with Putin right now. And Putin's trying to do his own thing. So... You know, let's let's go ahead and see if we can't do what what they have been doing for years. Let's assassinate some character right now. And if that don't work, well, you know what's next, don't you? He's got to go. <laughs> they just got to figure out a way to do it and make it seem like it was legal and it was an accident. I'm just telling you the way it is. The way it is. Um <laughs> oh. Among the biggest findings of the media probe, which fingered about 140 political figures, including 12 current or former heads of state, bank companies, and close associates of Putin, who is not himself named in the document, secretly shuffled as much as $2 billion through banks and shadow companies. Now, we always talk about the shadow companies, don't we? We know they're there. We know they're there. Um, families of uh, China's top communist brass including the nation's president. Now, let, let's get it right. You know, it's really... It, legally, it's not anything wrong with having an offshore account. Okay? Let's be honest. It's nothing wrong with that legally. <laughs> However, usually when it's done um, by high-profile people, and when you start involving shell companies, in other words, it's a company that really has nothing behind it, you know, just to look good in case somebody just scratches the surface to, surface to search. Yeah, it looks good. And actually, this one um, company, actually, if you needed to, they would, they would provide 
Y'all hear me? Yeah, they will provide a board of directors for you just in case somebody went a little bit deeper than the normal person. So that's when it becomes very, very questionable. Now, as I said before, it, it names all these people, but there's not one, not one, next nine, none, American person named from what they put out there. Now, are we to believe that our country and our politicians are just that honest and trustworthy that they would not partake in any of this debauchery? I tell you what, if you believe that, I have some very, very, very rich land mm-hmm. somewhere in outer space I'm willing to give you. I give it to you if you believe that. Because this makes no sense. Um, Pakistan. And, and if you notice the names they're using, these are all countries that um United States really got problems with right now. North Korea, Iran, you know, Lebanon, Islamic group, Hezbollah. Of course, China. <laughs> Just makes you wonder, huh? At at the um the convenience of, of the releasing of these these um these names and, and this so called Panama paper. Interesting. But we can talk about that a little later if y'all want to. I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, you know, I, I found it quite interesting that there were no American names on here. Just a bunch of foreign names and like we really have the best uh, the on most honest um, um <laughs> lawmakers there are. Then yeah, right. Anyway. Um, let's see, what else? You know what? I just came up with something we can talk about, John. I'll get to that in a minute though. Um the FBI agrees to help Arkansas prosecutors open iPhone after yeah. So the FBI has decided they're gonna help um the Arkansas Police Department open up the little iPhone that they have there linked to um some type of um murder. Um this is an older version though. It's like an iPad, iPod, or whatever they call them things. Y'all, y'all, you know me. I, I'm not into all that technology like that. <laughs> Some people would say, "Yeah, right," but I'm really not. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, the, the, the FBI says, "Yeah, they they help." The interesting thing, though, they they do not want to tell um, how they're opening, getting into these phones and these iPods now, which is very interesting. Um, because we know who did it for them, don't we? We know who did it. Um, if you don't, I can tell you as soon as I find my note here. Uh, but anyway, and um, you know, all of a sudden they want to keep it a big secret. Um, it was bad enough that no one knew they had this contract with this company, this Israeli company, which really was a Japan company. But you know, it, it's just crazy. Now, it, another interesting aspect of this is the FBI is really trying to be be covert. Hey, that's a good word to use, covert, um, while trying to do this. Because once, see, here's the beautiful point. Once they do this and they go ahead and start opening these phones, then, in, in you know, during a trial, their techniques can be questioned, or you know, as far as during discovery, 
No, how did you open this? What did you find? So, um, it's it's going to be very, 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 very interesting. I, I know some say we still on that. Yeah, we still on that because this is a very interesting case because this this thing has a whole lot of implications, a whole lot that um. Uh, uh, you know, some people are overlooking. I'm not overlooking it though. Even though I don't have an iPhone, but that doesn't mean anything these days, right? <laughs> right. But anyway, that's just a few of the little nuggets. I'm not gonna go too far into anything else I got right now because um, I have a lot. I have a lot of uh, stuff rolling through my brain here as we. I'm, I'm speaking to you. But anyway, thank you for hanging in there with me. All right. Um. It's time for your songs of the day. Um, they're not that long. They aren't that long, but they're good. That's for sure. Like I said, we went old school today. We I ain't feel like the trap music today. Yeah. So, without further ado, here's your songs of the day. The Temptations can't get next to you and Michael Jackson. Enjoy yourself. See y'all in about six minutes. Hold, hold it. Listen.
right there. There was your songs of the day, the temptations. And can't get next to you and Michael Jackson. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I take it back a little bit for you. Oh, oh, man, I tell you. It's amazing how some of that music still sounds so good today. Oh, man. Love it, love it, love it. All right. So, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mr. Toss. Talk. Mr. Toss. I'm not Mr. Toss. My name is Mr. Talk. And uh, <laughs> um, you're listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Um, being part of the show. How y'all want to be? You want to be a part of the show? You want to call in and give me your opinion on something we may be talking about? Well, here's a way to do it. Just call me. 347 838 Y'all need the number again? 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. That's ericletts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. Don't forget our chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All those are the ways, and I look forward to hearing each and, from each and every one of you. All right? Guess what, y'all? <laughs> I came up with something we really can dig into. We haven't done one of these shows in a long time, and I think uh, today would be a good day to do it, okay? Um, first, I want to welcome uh, the callers on the switchboard. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, 313-510-813 and triple ones. Thank you for listening in. Chat room. We got guests. <laughs> 1441 and 10:21. Thank you for joining as well. <laughs> I am just so tickled right now. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, I'm going to pose a question. And I really want to know, what do you, the caller, really think of, of this question I'm about to watch? Um, and I think it's a little relevant um, in today's, the way things are going today. And the question is, is marriage still a viable option for black America? That's right. Is being married still a viable option for black America? Now, and why why am I asking that question? I don't even well, I have a couple of um 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 thought processes here. Um today's society we must realize that shacking you know, that's what the old folk used to call it shacking back in the day. But basically living together without marriage and without um being um I guess you call it officially married, um, is more suitable than saying I do. And with that being said, and there's a whole lot of um, that going on in the black within Black America. So is that more is that more um, feasible than um, being married? Then you have to look at it. Now, don't get mad at me. I'm just giving reasons here, okay? That's why you need to call in and <laughs> give your reasons. All right. Um, and this is another true fact that you can look around in, in black America. You see it on a daily basis. And that is more women doing it on their own. That's right. They're working, taking get kids, um, getting basketball games, whatever, and they're doing it on their own. So does that make being married just a little bit less um, exciting to them? 
Um, let's see. Here's another one that people like to throw out a lot of time. Most of black men are in prison, which is just, just, just the biggest farce I have ever heard. However, however, um, I don't know how to say about that. Where are the black men? Why, why aren't black men? Well, I, I guess I mentioned it earlier with the shacking thing. You know, is it true that more men are willing now to just live with a woman instead of um saying uh, taking her down the quote unquote aisle or jumping the broom or what have you? Is is that more acceptable than saying I do? I want you as my wife. I want you to be wifey. <laughs> and here's another one. Hey, hey, the phone lines are open, so anytime y'all feel like jumping in, go on and jump in, because I, I want to hear, this This has the making for an outstanding thing here. <laughs> I knew somebody was ready. Um, What about the other ethnicities? Huh? Is that a, a, a better option now um, for black America than marrying within your own ethnicity? So, yeah, notice I didn't say race. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, but anyway, those are the questions I'm putting out there. And it goes back to the bigger picture, as I mentioned before. The question of the day is this. Is marriage still a viable option for black America? What you think about that? Phone lines are open, 347-838-8622. Let me know what's on your mind today. All right, first call on board. Let's see. Triple Ones, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what you got for me? Sergeant Arms, how you doing, Eric? I'm doing fine, Joe. How are you? <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> um, talking about marriage in general, marriage is not a viable option for men, uh, regardless of the stripe um, in today's age, period. Now, you were talking about, is it um, better or is it, um, I forget exactly the words that you were using, something about a man um, um, living with a woman um, instead of calling her a wife. Mm-hmm. Now, you, the way that you had phrased it, and I don't think you meant this on purpose, is a, a person can infer from your statement that the man somehow is convincing the woman against her better judgment to live with him as opposed to being a wife. No, nobody's okay. putting a, nobody's putting a gun to, to her head. Wait a minute, Joe, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Before you get far into what you're about to say, mm-hmm. I meant it just the way I said it. <laughs> How did you say it again? Uh-huh. How did you say it again? Are men preferring just to um, shack up or in, in, with with a woman instead of just making her wifey? Is that a, um, a more of a, the way men are looking at things now? I know what I said. Yeah, but I didn't quite think Oh, okay. I, I had to okay. have but you yeah, repeat it. Basically okay. what you just said, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, so, now yeah, I, and I would hope so. You I would hope, hope so? A man would prefer to have a woman as, I, first off, I don't even advocate for live-in relationships because they can become complicated. And the law can step in and, and make her a wife for all practical purposes as well. But if a man's going to, uh, has a woman that he thinks he's falling in love with or is in love with, it's better to have him live with her as opposed to having her um, as a wife because the laws are against men. You can you, you can lose half your assets, all right. So my question is to you and anybody else: What's the benefit to a man to get married in today's age and economic times? What? <laughs> oh man! Oh, you want me to answer? You want the yeah, other you call? or anybody else who comes on the line? Well, well, here's my thing, Joe. I, I look at it like this: If, if you are going to 
live with someone and act like you're married, then you might as well go on and do it. Now, you say, what are the benefits? Yeah, I what benefits? benefits. Com- um, com- companionship, um, uh, um, growth together, you know, family. I mean, so you, can do the- all, you can do all of that without being um, married. Let's see. Okay, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way, Joe. Mm-hmm. You can live with someone for eons and eons and eons, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that the mentality is a little bit different when you're when you're just living there because you know in, in today's in today's society, mm-hmm. it's, if you notice, it's you you hear about um, a whole lot of divorce or what have you. But I think it's easier for people to, to rationalize to get up and walk out the door than to say uh, try and work 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 through a problem if you know you are you know, officially married or together. Now, I know, I know, I just said it earlier, you know, they still do it. But I think, it, you know, that, that's a slap on society as a whole, on our society as a whole. And the reason why I'm saying that, if you take a look at like, at, at the older generation, you know, when they marry, they marry for good, you know, worse, good, bad, whatever. They, yeah. But in today's world, it's so easy to say, okay, I'm done, I'm through. Uh, you know, I can't take this no more. And roll out. And, and you know, that that is a part of the reason why we have so many um, single-family households. And, you know, that's just my take on it. Okay. But, uh, I mean, a lot of people a lot of people have I, your opinion, too. But yeah. My, my particular opinion, yeah, and I agree that it is easier if two people are living together as opposed to being married for both mm-hmm. of them to leave, but at the same time, if both of them know that it's that easy, one of them, depending upon how much in love his, uh, he or she is, will try to make it work harder than if they're in a marriage. Because when you're in a marriage, people get lazy, they get complacent, they don't really care as much about the, the, the spouse because I've got him or I've got her. Usually it's I've got him. I've got the ring, I've got, I wore the dress. I'm married. Everybody knows I'm married, and it goes downhill from there. Uh, ah, again, I, I, I don't. I have to disagree with I you don't. On that my one. advice. What? Uh, what are? I said I have to disagree with you on that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, I I personally advocate people not living together, but being uh-huh. seriously committed to one another. In other words. Let them see each other four, five, six times a week, but then everybody go back to their own respective houses or apartments. That way they can have their space. They can be with each other four, five, six times a week. When they come back together, they have something new to talk about. Um, If they had an argument within the week, they can refresh their batteries, um, come back, start anew. That's my particular thing. You know what? I can I I agree with you on that part, Joe. I really do. I think that that should be a a, a, a part of the, as we used to say back in the day, the courting process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the other thing, a lot of lot of couples never get to that point. But hold on, now let me bring Miss Lady in because you know Thank she you. ready for you today. All right, <laughs> welcome to Miss Lady. How you doing? I'm fine. I hope you didn't hear me. Yeah, are, you, uh, are you ready for me today, uh, lady? Is that true? Hello? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, Ms. Well, Lee. you know, after engaging and attempting to engage in conversations with a lot of men on different shows, I 
and most of it being very argumentative and inflammatory and um, a personal attack, I'd say, no, marriage is not a viable option. <laughs> I, I'm, if they're a representative of, of manhood, okay, or malehood, because based on that fact, on, on my perception alone, I'm going to say it's probably not a viable option in terms of uh, married success and happiness. Now, in terms of, and it's so sad because I think marriage lends, a, if it's done well, it lends a lot of stability to the individuals within the family and also within the larger community. Um, and so, you know, I'm very pro-marriage in, in terms of being logical and realistic about the marriageability of people. I, I, I'm going to say, no, nah, probably not for most. Um, it's not going to be successful. If you look at the, the divorce statistics, it, it plays it out. Um, but but um, I'm very much for marriage. Uh, it's just that, you know, Good luck to finding a compatible partner. Um, now, this is the thing. I, I, I wouldn't, I would not advocate for any woman to act like she is a pseudo wife and not get wife benefits. Mm-hmm. So, forget weight spending all that, unless she's very clear about what she's doing out of the relationship and is suiting her needs. Miss Lady, um, Lady can you hear me? Uh huh. What do you mean by getting the wife's the wife's benefits? Well, there's a lot of benefits that wives lend the husband. A lot that's just not appreciated. And I'd say um, a husband being more um, likely to when he has problems and insecurities and, and you know that he's dealing with in the world. He talks to his wife about it. He get, a lot of them ask for advice, uh, surprisingly. Some don't, and it uh-huh. depends on the situation. Giving a lot of emotional support. Making sure he gets his medical appointments and dental appointments done. Because husbands, I men don't tend to do that. Keeping up on his health. Cooking healthy food. Um exercising uh, with him, spending a lot of time making sure or trying to make sure that he is as physically as fit as possible, that, you know, he gets his emotional needs met, his sexual needs met, his financial needs met. I, I would not do that unless I was beginning wife benefits. All so right. it, you know, it has to be, you know, uh, on balance. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on some women don't want to get remarried again. They really don't. They don't feel the need to. And so it depends on the couple. They would need to, you know, have you know discussions about what they want, what they need, and everybody understands is on the same page. That's right. fine. Well, let me mm-hmm. ask you. You were talking about the man now getting the benefits from the wife in terms of support or the girlfriend. But what kind of benefits do you think a woman should get outside of marriage, which would uh, represent her being, you know, a quasi-wife. What kind of benefits should she get? A qua- I'm, I see. I don't. I don't go for quasi-wife. Either a wife or I'm not a wife. So don't look for me to be the wife when I'm not the wife. So that means so you wouldn't. Look, you wouldn't be supportive of a man if you weren't. If you were I would be up to a point, but I'm not going to spend the, the same amount of energy and time that I would be as a wife. 
Don't expect that from me. I'm not your wife. Now, I'll be kind. I'll be supportive. But, no, I'm not going to be doing all that other stuff. I'm not going to be touching five meals a day. I'm not going to make sure you get your doctor's appointments and your dental appointments in. I'm not doing all of that. That's for a wife to do. Okay. Uh, I heard it here first. Wow, Miss Lady, that's that's a whole lot to, to say. I'm that not is... going to wash your clothes. I'm not going to dry your clothes. I'm not going to clean up your house. I'm not doing all of that stuff. That's for a wife. You know, in a relationship, if they if they discuss that and decide on that. Now, how good, I spend enough, I spend a certain amount of my energy and time, but don't expect me to be a, a full wife. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, and I think that's where a lot of women have given up their power and have given up the likelihood of getting married because they're doing all the wifely stuff, but they don't have the benefits of marriage. I think once men realize that all that stops, then they start realizing you know, what they meant, what they're missing out on. So what are they missing out on? You still haven't explained what the benefits are. I don't guess. I have. Well, I don't know what else to say. Well, well, I, I understand what she's saying. Basically, what she's saying is, what they basically will be missing out on is someone that they to, um, to lean on, as she said, to make sure you know when they're slipping on their health, you know, you know, make sure they got their health, they eat correctly and stuff like that. No, I know uh, that. I know yeah, that. I know what you. Five minutes a day and going shopping for you and cleaning I up your bathroom well, lady, and all of that said. kind of stuff. Mm-mm. I understand what you said. I want to know what you didn't say. You weren't talking about the benefits <laughs> you would get. Somebody as, as what the man Could you explain that, Eric, please? Because, you know, I don't Why know what you explain it? You're the one that doesn't want the benefits. You're the one who's talking no, I, about no, I don't understand. You know, I keep going over okay. the same thing. I don't know what you're getting at. Right. Okay. I understand. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, when men get older and they start getting health problems, and especially African-American men because they've had a, a lifetime of chronic stress, more than likely, so they start developing heart problems, prostate problems, obesity, hypertension, diabetes, and taking all those meds. They're not the little young spring chicken they used to be. And then, because I'll see them out and about. You know, you go to these, you know, places like Applebee's or Chevy's, and they're there with their buddies sitting there looking depressed. You know, not saying nothing, looking at the game, and they look sad. And they're middle-aged men, older men, probably retired. Wait, wait, wait. wait, No, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. And they just look sad to me. Their energy is low. Miss Lady, that's a generalized statement you just made right there. And actually, it has research has recently come out saying middle-aged white men are dying quicker than any other race or ethnicity in this country. So no, I can't get with that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well, I don't. I disagree that black men die before white men. Overall, uh-huh. like black women die before white women. White women live the longest. But I'm telling you, even from experience, when they get sick and they're hospitalized. And they don't have any bus coming to visit them. 
They don't have children and grandchildren come. It's so sad. And well, they're I'm dying, a- and they're dying alone. Miss Lady, that's that's all all um, ethnicities and, and groups of people. No, you don't see that with the Asians, the Indians, the Africans, because they have families. They believe in marriage and children and grandchildren. And you see them out, huge groups of families of all age groups, and you don't see that. I don't know. Well, not where okay. I live, you don't you don't see it to, to the same extent. So okay, all right. It's sad. Okay. I'm telling you. Well, I, don't know. I think it's I think it's kind of a myth. I think in in all it's ethnicities, not a myth. It's, a, it's a reality. Okay. Well, I think that in all ethnicities, um, depending upon how much money is coming into the house, that you do have grandparents, parents, and the next generation of going out together. Yeah, because they're there for the money. They don't care. I'm not old like that. Lady, lady, I'm going through that. Talk. Hold on, please. I'm saying that you do see it. Maybe that you see the Hispanics and the Chinese. The Chinese are very well known for that. They they combine their uh, their families together, but not the modern day Chinese. They don't have the great grandparents, grandparents, and parents all in the same apartment and houses like they used to. Uh, okay. Sure. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, please. What happened? Uh, I don't know. Um, but anyway, let me bring this other call in. Okay, okay. area code four three eight. Welcome to the show. Who do uh, I have here? What the hell is happening, Mister Todd? You're making me wait forty minutes. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I wanted everybody else to get this in before you came on the guest. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't understand this woman what she was talking about, but she got to get the number figured out and everything. Like I said many times, marriage is going down. A lot of people are not getting married and everything. You must have heard about McCown. More and more men are seeing they're going their own way. There is more people single than married people. That's a fact. Period. That's, that's, that's just, there's never been this since 2010. There's more single people than married people. Period. Yeah. So what yeah. does that say about society? There's a, I don't know. What does it say? Well, it tells you that it tells you that a lot of people don't want to get married. It tells you a lot of men are waking up like like uh, Joe is saying, and a lot of men are saying, "We, I ain't gonna take a chance." Why am I gonna take a chance when 70% of marriage get divorced and it's the woman who's responsible for? Saying I, I don't want to be with you. We went to you gotta understand, Mr. Talk. We went to a show with married men, Christian right. married men, me and Joe. And Joe came with a good question saying, What happened if you would meet the perfect guy who treated you with all the respect in the world? It did this and that. You know what the women said? Well, eventually I'll get bored with him. That's right. That's right. I would get bored with him. So you would get bored with him, so you would divorce him. Yeah, I would get bored with him. Because he's too good. He's too... And that's what too, I've been saying for years, and people didn't believe And I was like, really? And I mean, a perfect situation, Mr. Doc. Somebody respectable. Somebody's working nine to five. Somebody's taking care of the kids. Somebody did. And the woman was like, yeah, but, yeah. I, I need some drama. Yeah, I need some something more. 
Yeah, so, the woman okay. that I was talking to. I don't said, think the way the world said, is no, going now makes sense that anybody's divorcing people because they're bored. That's some people are. I'm sorry to say, some people. Why do you explain that 70 percent of women are getting divorced? No, no, it's not that they're getting divorced because they're bored. It's other issues, okay? Yes. And my well, question is, why is she so bored? He must not be all that great of a catch if she's that bored. Because well, I'm going to tell you, if the man has... Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. No, I've been married before. Miss Have lady, you? Miss Lady. Okay. And it's all, no, I just no. No, 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 because I'm going to say this... But, I'm listening to what you're saying, ma'am, but you're making it sound that all women, once they get married, they don't do the basic switch. You're making it sound that when some, when some women, not all women, but a lot of women do I that think, basic you know, switch. I lot think of women, you have unreasonable expectations no, of what marriage is. I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not okay. being honest. No, you have unreasonable. You've never been there. You okay. have unreasonable expectations. Hold on, everybody, hold on, everybody, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I think Miss um, Lady brought up just a good point, and I can't let it go by. So, what it, what is the expectations of saying being married? You know, I'm not gonna bring in another definition of married, but what is the expectations of it? I mean, what what do you expect out of being married? Yeah, good point, lady. Yeah. That's a good question. What, what, is, what do you expect out of marriage? Miss yeah. Miss Lady. Miss Lady, go ahead. What do you expect out of marriage? She, she may have she may muted herself. Oh, um, but, every time you want her to speak, she doesn't oh, want to speak. Every time you don't want her, she's got to get in there. <laughs> oh, no, like, like I, I said, I expect, I'm go, if I'm going to answer that question, Miss Lady, it's very simple. I expect if I'm getting married that you become a, 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 my partner in my life. You become somebody that could share my dream and stuff like that together, and we build something uh-huh. together. It's me and you against the world. That I expect you to come to believe in me like I believe in you. I expect you to share whatever fear you have and like I could share with you. And I expect you to respect me and stop going to your girlfriend who's been single for 20 years and go to your husband with respect and honesty. And I expect my wife, if I do get married and everything, to have that to stop basically talking and yelling and not having a, 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 a feminine way. Be feminine. Stop trying to be a man. Stop trying to control the relationship. That's what I expect if you're going to get married to me. And don't ask me to do like, like I hear some guys who ask you to have half the name. No, no, you're taking my full last name. You're not taking half a name. Or else what should I get married? You shouldn't even get married, period. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean by half your name? There's some women who are getting married and basically saying, I want to take the last name of my husband and my name. So basically, I want to be called uh, Uget Nicola Roy. Yeah, okay, the half name. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. like, exactly. I'm looking at you like, what is this? No. <laughs> no. It's like when Eddie Murphy wanted to get married, the person who wanted to get married to her said, yes, I'm going to get married to you, but I'm taking half your name. I'm taking Murphy and another name. And Eddie Murphy said, no, that ain't going to happen. No. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, her mic is open, so no. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Stanley, what what happened to, well, 
compromise. Well, yeah, what happened to the compromise part of it? You know, I, I, no, no, I, there's I, no, 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 there's I, no, there's no compromise with that. No, no. You're taking for, my last name, or you were not getting married. There's no compromise because if you open that door, that what does that see you as a man and everything? Trust me, a lot of men are looking at you as your weakness. Trust me. That tells, that, not, that tells you who, who's directing their, your relationship, you or your woman. And a lot of men would be telling your woman, not you. Who's the leader mm-hmm. in the relationship? Your woman, not you. And, I don't know about that one. Okay, um, here's... You got something to say, Joe, before I bring this other call in? Go ahead. Yeah, it'll be brief. Um, Stanley and I usually agree about 95 to 98%. I have no problem with him making that arrangement with his wife. Uh-huh. This is, you don't take the hyphenated name. You take my last name. I personally, if I were to get married, and I doubt if I'm going to get married before I die, that if I were, and if she said I wanted to keep my last name and yours, I personally wouldn't see any real problem in it. But that's me. But again, it's always up to the people within the marriage contract to decide Mm -hmm. what they want for themselves. Mm -hmm. See, Joe, and you know what? You said something very interesting. I don't think you even paid attention to it. You said it's up to the individual within the marriage contract. See, I coach him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But but most people yeah. don't realize that either. But um, you know another thing. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that and then it slipped my mind. I don't want yeah. the state or religion to have any type of sanctioning power over my relationship. In other words, I believe in a virtual marriage. If I'm going to get married and the woman agrees with me, I don't mm-hmm. think we have to go to the justice of the peace so that the state knows we're married. Or that the, our particular religions, I'm an agnostic, let's say she's Protestant, um, that we have to get married under, um, in a church ceremony. We can get married our way and still have our own contract personally. I don't like the state interfering. I don't like the um, religions interfering. You know, that's interesting because I've actually heard of uh, a few attorneys actually said that is a, uh, another way of doing it. You know, you, the two, yeah, the two individuals can do a, a contract among themselves. Now, you, you know how how this great place is. We live, you know. Oh, they the, mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a it, it's still that's a contract, yeah. yeah. Right, but it's still a contract between yeah. the two individuals. So you can't do it like that, you know. As far as you're looking at benefits, what have you? I don't know. But anyway, let me bring this other call in here real fast. All right, area code three one three. Welcome to the show. Who do I have? Uh oh. Okay, there it is. Erico 313, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Who do I have here? Uh, this is Sister Adwa. How are you? I'm doing fine, Sister Adwa. How are you? It's been a while. I'm good. I think it's interesting. Whoever was just speaking, I, I kind of agree with them. But I think in the terms of marriage, um, you know, we need to come into a marriage being whole persons, or at least as close to whole as possible. And when I say that, that you know, each person has their some aspirations. They have uh, self-esteem. They have confidence in themselves. They're they have a vision about what they want to do, and we're going to come together, and we have a mission together. It's things that you build upon in a marriage that oftentimes today, um, you, I mean, you don't even ask questions about people. Who do you, you don't even know anything about their family. You, 
you know, um, what they like or anything. You just see somebody that looks good and you base your, you know, building a relationship on the appearance, well, certainly you would get bored. But if you are, you know, building a relationship, then you're getting to know the person. You know what their aspirations are. And you can, you know, determine if this is somebody you want to build a life with. But, I mean, you know, it's very shallow today. All right, I want to, sister, are you finished? Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to, all right, I want to answer that because both you and this lady seemingly have um, selective type of um, taking taking a look at sentences. Because you just mentioned now about being bored, this lady was talking about, um, well, there's other things besides being bored. Here's the situation that happened. Stanley and I were on a show, and my... um, uh, my particular philosophy has always been that 95 to 99% of women, even if they had the perfect man, now remember now I'm saying the perfect man, the man that they've always wanted, that they've um, dreamt about, they've got him. They've got a man who treats her with respect, the man who makes her feel excited, the man who's good in bed. She would still be bored after a couple of years. Now, I want that explained from you or from this lady or from anybody. I want to know how when you know you've got the perfect man, you're still going to be bored. Well, okay. Well, well, like she needs a life. You know, if, you know that what is that saying that they say uh, when you get married, you cleave to your husband? You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, each person has to have their own thing going on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People have to have... Well, you understand that. I don't don't, don't want to make it as simple as a hobby or anything, but, I mean, people should have a life. You know, you don't get with somebody and drain that person of everything they're about. You want to contribute. But that's not the perfect man. If I'm the perfect man and you... You said if you have a man and you become bored, I mean, why would you be bored if you're with someone compatible with... That's and and you all aspiring to do something. Well, how could you be bored unless I mean I That's the question. Because a lot because to complete what Joey's saying, a lot of women want to have drama. A lot of women don't accept that. <sighs> hey, if I'm in a peaceful relationship and this man is treating me with respect and treating me good and treating me this, there must be something wrong. There must be something yeah. that's not happening. There no, what be- she's saying is that the people are not whole. They're not coming as whole individuals they, who are mentally and exactly. emotionally healthy. So, exactly. so that's you, the issue. That's not the issue. That's the issue because I know marriages, honey, they are in love and beaming and having fun 15, okay. 20 years later. Okay, hold on. I agree. Hold on before we start going around and around the, the, the circles on this. You know what the issue with that whole thing is, Joe, with your scenario? Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 number one, there is no perfect spouse, male or female. Okay, let's go get that out there now. There is no perfect spouse. Oh, and if she's doing it, no, they're not. Yes, there's wrong. no, no, Joe, they are not. Well, and if you're going in, and if you're going into a, a relationship and with or marriage with that with that um with that expectation, you setting yourself up for failure anyway. I'm because not no, talking about expectation. I want everybody to listen. That's what it leads. 
But see, no, no. Joe, that, that was legal. The woman if you get married said, and she says peaceful, listen, listen, Joe. If she's they're married and she says eventually she gets bored, and you ask her about her perfect man, and she eventually gets bored, that means she went into the whole thing with unrealistic um, expectations. That's for correct. Man. That is correct. That doesn't mean that the man was not perfect. Right. Well, exactly. it, 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 I still say there's no perfect man. There's no perfect man. No, 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 no. I've never met a perfect person. I've never met a perfect person. No, I'm lady, it'd be hard for you because you seem like, you know, you always want to get. No, no, there's no perfect person. It's an imperfect world with imperfect people. It's bottom line. Found. So to expect perfection out of someone is completely unrealistic. You know You're Everybody not perfect. adding on to what I said. The woman acknowledged. If she found the perfect man, even as a matter of fact, the two women acknowledged. If they found the perfect man, they've acknowledged it, they've recognized it, they've got it, they would still be bored. This is not about exactly. what all of you were talking about. You two are add, or you three are adding on to what was no, going on. No, I think on. that's a cliche that people use more than anything. You know, What's you that? hear movies called the perfect mate, the perfect match, the perfect man. Yeah. Per- yeah. Forget all that. I'm not talking about the propaganda from the movies. I'm talking about a woman who says, yes, if I had the perfect man, two women, I would still yeah. get Joe, bored. But, Joe, that, that is where the, all that's coming from. But hold on. We got somebody on the, on the line who's been married for eons, so let her tell you how it works. Welcome to the show, Mays. How you doing? Oh, just marvelous. <laughs> That's good. All right. What do you have for? There is no such thing as perfect because there is nothing perfect in this world. Uh-huh. Not even friends. But uh-huh. what you calling is love. But when it's there, when the imperfect, and if it's something that's not perfect, it'll take over every time. But I heard Joe say he don't want a, the government to, to tell him to get married to somebody, to tell him got to have license. If they don't do that, you'll have five or six wives. No. Wouldn't you? You'd be married to this one and, and, and leave her and then go get she can get married to somebody else and you leave that one and you just 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 get married every other month. Well wait a minute. Well, I don't know about getting no married every every other month. But let's say everybody's assuming somehow that if you get married regardless of whether you're in the church or not in the church, regardless of getting married or not married by the state, that somehow there's a difference. If you are committed to your particular person you are committed to that particular person. What That's difference right. does it make if you're going to be so-called married by the justice of the peace or the church? Mm-hmm. What's, what's the difference? What's the difference no. if, you're, if you're married by the justice of the peace or the church? Or you still got to have license. Okay, you got license. Oh. What does that have to do with the basics of the marriage? Nothing. That ha- you know what it does? It's a public acknowledgement that we are a committed couple. There's a different level of and you get a marriage certificate. So that's it. And the, man Jesus, the married man uh, understands that. So the public unless he's afraid well, to have one, unless he's afraid of a woman. Yo, so when you call, when you say, when you say a man and a woman that's married yeah. to each other, uh, that the woman is always the problem. Well, could it be if you, if a woman have a freedom, there's never no problem. But if she doesn't have her freedom, that's where the problem comes in. Okay, okay. And you bring up a point which also relates back to what Eric was talking about, about expectations. Men have lower expectations of women. Really? Women have higher expectations of men. So it's a lot mm-hmm. harder for a woman to disappoint us than it is for a man to disappoint you. 
Really? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of yeah. people disappointed. They get a lot of women get disappointed all the time. Well, then their expectations haven't been met because they're unrealistic. Oh, really? Well, and all yours haven't been met, so I guess that's why you sit down the way you do. That's exactly right. My expectations of what a woman should be have not been met. So what do you think a woman should be, first of all? Before, my expectations have not been high. I don't require a woman to have a job. I don't require her to have uh, more money than me. All I require from her is that she's not, for number one, not a pain in the ass. That's not number one. Number one is to have values. She is a person who is, because of morality, I can trust. If I can trust her, Okay, she doesn't even have to be all this perfect stuff that uh, all of us are talking about. But if I can trust her and if she knows how to bend a little and I know how to bend a little so that we can conform to each other's little idiosyncrasies, then cool. But as long as I know, based on morality, that she's not going to because she's a little angry at me or because she's um, going through her uh, period, that she's going to be a pain or think that because she's a feminist, she has rights that she doesn't have. Well, every woman is not a feminist. That's the problem. You look all at a feminist you women are feminists. You know why? Oh, no, no, that's not. I don't believe in a feminist woman because it doesn't make no sense. Well, no, that's the term that needs to be defined because your view of feminism may be different than somebody else's. I'm definitely a feminist. And but my de- definition of what a feminist is probably is different than yours, Joe. So that's yeah, a term Jane, that needs to be he's defined. About Jane, he's talking about Jane Fonda feminist. That's the kind he's talking about. All you women. I'm a woman. You know when you women are feminists? When you want to be. When you know when you women are not feminists, the same women. When you don't. Exactly. Be. Exactly. I agree with Joe. And the same women. What do you agree with him on? Agree with what I just finished saying. I agree with what he's saying because I see a lot of women. What do I agree with? And when a man hit a woman, he's going to always agree with uh, with men that don't like women. A woman broke a man's heart. No. It's hard for no, him to, no, to, to I'm talking see a, about uh, my own experience. I'm talking about my own experience. Oh, well, As a everybody man, everything. Can you let him with, talk? Wait. wait. I'm talking about my own experience as a man. I've met many women that said, I am not a feminist. I don't believe in this and that. But when the action, when they were basically in a bad action, suddenly their feminist side would come out. When they basically were, they wanted to divorce this guy, suddenly they wanted the child support, suddenly they wanted half of whatever the person earned and everything. And suddenly the feminist side would come out. But, but, but that's, that's why Michael Jordan's wife got half of what he had because she was there with him uh, when he started, and she was also uh, helping him along. Wait, wait, wait. So you can walk away. Are you telling me? Don't understand it. I don't know why men think that women don't need child support to raise their children. That is so crazy. Men should take their children and they don't have to do nothing. That's completely illogical that men don't think women should need child support to raise their children. No. No. I, I think you should. You should. You should. I think when it comes. I think when it comes to children, it should be fifty-fifty. You both right. are the parents. It should be. It depends 50/50. on the salary of the parents. It depends no, if he's a doctor no, making a half a million and she's a secretary making thirty thousand. It doesn't give you the right to have You're too illogical and silly and immature and and self righteous. Okay. You're not gonna have a way in all kind of way. No, no, no. All right, hold on. Everybody hold on. All right, I think we we got into a whole different topic here, because um, I think when we used to say feminist, you know, that's a big broad term. So I think that that would have to be um, 
defined a little bit more specifically or clearly. Now, with me, because I'm taking into consideration, it doesn't matter. There are three levels of feminism. The neo-feminism is the third wave and is the one the ready for ban. All of you women are feminists. Now, you tell me which one... Tell me what you want to do, so we can uh, argue. Now, wait a minute. Has this been, where are you getting this information from? from? Can you cite the document or is this your own? I'll I'll tell you now, Miss Lady. You yourself, you say you're a feminist, correct? No, but I'm saying, weren't you you saying there's three different levels? She's not a Jane Jane Fonda feminist, if that's what you're trying to say. I'm waiting for her to define your own feminism. What is it? I'm asking you to cite your level three levels of feminism that you say there's exist. A, there's the pre Betty for Dan with the suffragettes, the Betty for Dan of the 1960s, and the neo feminism, which is being taught in colleges Not today, which makes women, because of their professors and the majority of colleges, and because it's called women's studies, they're making the young girls and the, uh, and the women of the past 20 years believe that they are still under an oppressive, patriarchal, Society and they blame exactly. men for everything. Have I defined you well enough for you? No, they don't blame men for everything. Y'all blame men oh, for everything. Oh, you're talking about me. I'm just just talking about that's 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 I'm sure that's, that's, that's not what the article says. I'm sure that's not in the article. That's your assumption and conclusion you've made for whatever reason. I heard a woman say today that when women went to work, that's what caused me more problems than they ever had. Okay, right. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, you two, no, I'm not Maze. Maze has a happy marriage. But, um, <laughs> oh, Lord. No, I'm not a slave in my marriage. I'm going to say I'm not a slave in my marriage. That's why I'm happy. But if somebody would treat me like I had to, I mean, I didn't have my freedom. I had the same freedom I did before I got married. Wow. Maze, why are you arguing with me when I'm agreeing with you that you have a happy marriage? And if I couldn't be, I don't know, I probably wouldn't be married. <laughs> okay. So if you found a woman like that, Joe, you'd be going pretty good, too. Elements. Or even a girlfriend. Wow. All right. Let wow. me bring up, let me bring Sister Ngoni into the conversation. All right, welcome to the show, Sister Ngoni. How you doing, darling? I'm good and you. I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> what you, what you oh, got? I wanna hear Ngoni's uh Taking my call and let me greet everyone on the line. Uh sister Ottawa, uh sister Miss West Coast and Miss Mays and Joe and I think hey, it's Sam. Yeah. Now, I know I'm guilty of doing this, so I please, I'm not trying to be self-righteous, but I'm going to ask for a favor, although I'm guilty of doing it. Please do not interrupt me. I will not be long, okay? Okay. Now, I want to just bring in two elements. One, marriage license is permission to do something otherwise illegal. A marriage certificate is evidence of a title of ownership. And that would be by the state. And the reason for that is the state owns the product of the marriage if you produce children. Therefore, they can send in child protection services or whatever, take your children, put you in jail if they say you're negligent, and then they can get money, profit, off of all of those transactions because all of us have been incorporated by our birth certificates. So they look at marriage as a business, not a community announcement or acknowledgement or anything. That comes from the church. That comes from religion, that part of community of acknowledgement, as I understand it. Now, somebody else may have a different understanding. When I shut up, please feel free to correct me if you think I'm wrong. The second element is the history of marriage, okay? 
whose idea was it? As I understand it, in the ancient times, uh, when the church had the authority of everyone in the world, uh, you know, it was customary for men to have many wives, okay? And then somebody got the idea that since they wanted to own stuff, that there should be marriage uh, so they could know whose child was who. Because before that, they used to have fertility festivals in many cultures, and they would have orgies, and it would be uh, mama's baby and daddy's maybe. So, and that was when the matriarch was in charge, and the ownership came down from the woman's side of things. And then it switched over to the patriarchy. Now, the, the last point I want to make is about these women saying that if they had a perfect man, that they would get bored. In my view, that's because, and I think Miss Lady already addressed this, they're not going into relationships whole and complete where they understand that love comes from inside of you. And when you two people who understand that come together voluntarily and voluntarily share, then they don't get bored. And like I think Sister Ottawa said, because they're not trying to find some place to plug their umbilical cord in and expect the other person to fulfill all their unmet needs. They know they're whole and complete, and so they enjoy life together voluntarily because they understand that there's a void inside of all human beings that can never be filled with anything except spiritual development and connection with the Most High Creator of all there is. I'm complete. Thank you very much. Now, can I say something uh, about common uh, law? Can I say something about common law marriage? Did you live with somebody for so long, and and uh, was it ten years or however how many years it is, and you want to leave? You still gonna be responsible in being a married person without even having any license in some state. Yeah, and I disagree with that also. Yeah, I was about so to say that depends on the state you're living in, because uh-huh. a lot of states yeah. do not recognize common law marriage. And also, Mister Todd, yeah. did you know that if you're married to somebody? And you divorced her, and she came uh, to where she couldn't take care of herself anymore. She can get half of your Social Security. I don't care. You got up to whatever, how many wives you got. If you did the wrong election. Hey, Mace, does it depend on how long you were married, though? Yes, if you were married 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're married 10 years, okay. Yep. Wow. You know, yeah, um, I, it, you know that. Be, it can either be the man or it could be the woman. If she was working, if she was doing it, and we're married, and she left him. He can get her social security. It can be vice versa. So, Joe, if you've been married and you were married for ten years and you did it wrong, she might can come back and get you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know in California? Do you know in California that if you've been married ten years and you do get divorced, that that person for the rest of your life you got to pay alimony? Hmm. I don't believe well, that's true necessarily. I don't know about that no, that, that's because there's been, the been couples that divorce, and for a certain period of time, it depends on what their uh, level of education is, what the potential, what their age is when they're divorced, and what the likelihood is there of getting re- reemployed within a certain type of position. No, so it's very, no. it's more. Yes, yes, yes. And so, no, and so this is the thing. Check, check, California, check California is a California law. community property check state. Law. And check so there California are certain law. women that end up paying the men. Look at Halle Berry. Ooh, She's yeah, paying that male model. Very rare. She's paying that male model all of that child support. And he has no intention of going and getting employed as a model. He's gotten fat. He's, he, they see him with pictures with his girlfriends in these resorts. 
and he is so getting how the much woman, so, you know what so, I think he's getting something like how many hundreds of thousands a year he's getting I so forget is that wrong? he doesn't have to work so again that is that yeah. wrong? Because they're the same thing? No. 
I don't see women having a problem getting married. Because some women are asking men to marry them now because the men don't, I mean, they, they got like a waiting five or six years. That's too long to be waiting for somebody. You I mean, I didn't ask to get married, and I said thank you, but no thank you. So what? I mean, there's reasons why. Yeah, you know so it wasn't the one. So what are the reasons? Thank you. Thank there's you. a lot of reasons. Well, what are a lot of reasons. What are they? Yeah. Oh, you want to know some of the reasons? Yeah, what else some, some people want to... Hey, why haven't you been married, Joe? That's what I want to know. How come you haven't been married? I told you if I would find a woman and I gave you the criteria that I would want, there. Since you've been well, infirming everything I've been saying so far, how could you well, infer that? It only fits Wait, you, Joe. It don't fit everybody else. Stop, stop, stop. Let's get back to what I just asked. <laughs> what are some okay. of the reasons why women do not want to get married? Because some of them can't have can't do what they were doing before they got married. They lose their, their identity, and they want they got to go. Like I said, take care of the children, take care of the house, and that's it. The man go to work, and that's it. He has no fun for her at all. It's all about him going to work, and he eat, go to bed, and that's it. If you're not having no fun with with the man, so, you in deep trouble. So, ba- so basically, they're not getting married because they they they're getting mad because they're doing the most important thing, which is basically taking care they, of kids. They, and basically, they, we live in this and, and we live in this society that taking care of kids is not important, right? I didn't say that it wasn't important. No, well, taking a lot care of, of women say, are acting like it's not important. No, that's not what I said. Like, no, you you got hurt, Stanley. That's your problem. You yeah, got I know. Every, no. every man gets so hurt, every but every woman has a good reason. Okay, let's go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you take it out on all women just because you got hurt by Who's one? Who's taking it out on all no. women? I, I said Stanley. I did not say Joe. You, you don't even have you – you will never find a woman you looking for, Joe. Why are you, well, you know saying why? I got hurt? Every man got hurt. What, what are you bringing? Every man Every man got hurt. Now where you get that from? All right, let's say a, a majority of men, majority of women have gotten Exactly, the majority we, of okay. men have been hurt. So that what's the point no. I said they get over it. Oh, uh, so now we're I got over it, it a long time. No, no you're not, because you, you talk about women, you, you, you use that same, wait, wait, wait. The same so, scenario so on everything. Wait, wait, So when I criticize about women, that means because I have a problem with That's women? That's right, women. Or, not women. Because I have the one woman. Or am I making a point that comes to stuff and everything? No, you criticize all women. No, I, no. I criticize women when they do wrong. I don't criticize women when they're doing right. I criticize you, women when we live in a society that basically think men are not important. I criticize women when basically I'm hearing women saying I'm strong, and when we look at you, you're not. I'm criticizing well, what are you, women uh, when basically... You're not, in that group, you're not in that group of women to be talking like women, that. I'm not in that group and everything. You're not talking to us on the phone. I'm saying you're not talking to those people, and women that you're talking uh, about. No, no, you're not no. talking to them wow. today. Is yeah. what I'm saying. It's like you talking. Yeah, to them now. yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. another thing. This is selective memory, okay? Even though the memory has only been like five minutes long. Yeah, I what are you talking about? You, want, you, want, you never been married, and I don't think you're going to ever be married. Some men always want to be better for the, the, for the rest of their life. Feminism is flourishing today. The past you said 30 what? years, women have been taught that men are the enemy. Exactly. So when you get out of college, you what? automatically think that you are still, and this is bull. That you're still under a oh, patriarchal of society, even though 55% of women are managers, 55% of women are <laughs> managers, and we are the people who brought down all the problems. Yo, how many women do you know? So that's do, what do we're I need to wait up? Do I need to know all the women? Who automatically I think a question. How many women do I need to know all the women? Good, Stanley. 
But see, this is I something you all don't want to listen to because it's... No, we then that's why you don't have nobody because you always yeah, want to listen to them. I don't have anybody. And you're not saying that. I don't have no problem. I don't have no problem finding somebody. Come on. I didn't ask you about finding anybody. I asked you how many women do you know. Here's a question. I know a lot of women. All right, hold on, hold on. Slow your roll. Well, slow your roll. Hold on. Let me bring this thing going back in before I ask my question. Because this is going to be a good one. I want you all to answer it separately. All right, but let me bring this thing going back first. All right, this thing going your line is open. Okay, I'll wait for you to ask your question, then I'll answer. Oh, okay. Well, and thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Here's the question. Um, uh, you know, we've been going back and forth. So I, I have a question, and we I think this would help clarify some of uh, what we're going through. What? What is it that you want out of relationship relationship slash marriage? What is it that you want? And the reason why I'm asking this question because I, I was talking to this young lady and I asked her that question three times during our relationship and neither time could she answer that question. And I think that's a that that's a very important question. I'm asking the question here on the, the panel says I have many women on here. What is it that you want? That's right. What do you want? We're going to start since her line was already open. Uh, I don't want nothing out of it because I don't want to get married ever again. That's it for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're just kidding. Yeah. Let's talk about me. What do I want in a marriage and everything? I want a companion, somebody I could trust. Somebody I could be respectable of, somebody that we could both have. Until we have honesty, trust, and respect, uh, I'm very happy with that person. She could come to me, and I could come to her. She believes in my dream like I believe in her, and we build together whatever we need to be built, and it's us two against the world. And we bring kids learning that is basically a symbol of our love. That's what I want. Okay. I've already said what I wanted. Now it's up to the lady. Yeah. Um, let's see who Mays. With Mays, you've been married. I can't tell you what I don't have what I want, and I'm happy with it. So what is it that you? What is it within your marriage that makes? And you before happy? I found him, let me tell you, before I found him, and we found uh-huh. each other, I had mm-hmm. men friends. I mean, okay. I didn't deal with women in the first place because I had a lot of men friends. That's how I know okay. how to deal with men. If you got men friends, you know how to deal with men. If you just got all women friends, you can only deal with what you see women do. Well, a lot of women don't like hanging out with other women. That's pretty common. Oh, yes, they do. A lot of them like hanging out with each other. That's so my friends were mostly men, and those were my friends. Um, um, so if, if, if you're looking for something, that's where you go to look for wit. You go by other men, and they can tell you how, what men want and the things that they need and what they're looking for just by being their friends. And when you find the right one, that's when you know you got it. But if you're okay. hanging around women... And you hang around men all the time. You don't have any women friends. You don't know what they're looking for because you've never been around them to listen to them. Uh, all right. All right. Thanks, Mace. Miss Lady, are you there? I wouldn't be surprised if she I'm here, but I'm in, oh. the, in the middle of an aisle and people are looking at me. <laughs> I would look at you, too, the way you are. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sister Ottawa, are you there? I am. Would you like to um, come question? When you ask the question, the only thing I could think of is um, different virtues that I would want 
my man to have, and I started writing things down like um, cleanliness, compassion, consideration, creativity, enthusiasm, excellence, Mm. humility, honor, honesty, trust, tolerance, thankfulness, responsibility, respect, reliability. You know, I I mean, I would want those kinds of things to, you know, to be a part of the man that I would be with, you know, integrity, justice, loyalty, you know, a lot of things. Right. Um, Okay. That's wonderful, but you better go to another planet. I know that's right. (laughs) I think uh, what she said is something everybody wants, and I don't think it should be, even though it is, very hard to find. Do you think it's hard to find, Joe? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for one thing, marriage is to become protectors and providers, so we do that. <laughs> but it's hard to find that in a woman because she has this sense of entitlement of hers. Plus, as I've said, which nobody seems to actually use and, and absorb between their ears, is that women think that men are the enemy nowadays. They've been taught that I don't. in school. Well, you're, you're one of the. I never one, thought one of the, my, I never thought me were my enemies because they were my best friends. Still are. I understand, and and I, I mean, appreciate what? that you're. I I appreciate that you're not one of those women. But as a man, I'm telling you, a lot of women does have that attitude. That men well, are yeah, the a lot enemy. Of men like that that, no, no, what, no, 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 no. We're not talking. Women are the enemy. Can I say something? What trips me out is go ahead. you guys go to a class reunion or something, and these two people dated, but then they have their husband and their wife there. And they all sitting there, like, scared to say anything. Don't introduce their husband. But, like, if you don't have any secrets, why you got to hide something? If everything's out in the open, you know you go uh, introduce. Y'all sit and have a conversation. You're there for whatever. And it, it should be up. But some people just get so mad. I mean, they just, like, like stop talking to each other. And the lady's scared. When she gets home, she's about scared. Or either she's sitting at the table looking, hoping he don't come up to the table and say anything to her. I just don't understand that. All right. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm going to introduce something which, um, let's see, let's throw it up the flagpole, as I say. Men and women should theoretically get along if they know not just how to compromise, but know how to forgive. Here's a trait that women um, really is really, really bad. You women do not know how to apologize. And you women don't take responsibility for your your behavior. You think your behavior should be accepted so facto by men simply because you're a female. And that's regardless of the younger women or the older women. Yeah. And that makes it hard because for a relationship I, to work when you keep thinking that no matter what you do, the man is to blame. Or you yeah. have this kind of pride where you don't want to apologize. Exactly. Right? Okay, because I don't think I don't think people should be jealous. Men should be jealous and women should be jealous of friendship. Of what? Of their spouse's friendship or oh, their boyfriend's friendship. I agree. They shouldn't. If you trust them enough, you shouldn't be jealous. I mean, you can leave them on the island by itself, and you won't hit the river back. I've been can, I, can I interject something here? Go ahead. I think, you know, one of the things that I hear coming out of the men, of Stanley and Joe, is the stereotyping of women. That certainly can't help to, to bring a balance in a relationship when you have preconceived notions that all women are the same because they're not. And I think Mays has corrected that. Uh, well, you know, if they had some women friends, they would know the difference. 
and, and I think I think that's very wise, Maze. Also, I, w- I have a question. Does anybody on the line think that when the state got involved, that also complicated the issue of being able to have healthy relationships? Before the state got involved, it was the church. People used to write their marriages in the in their Bible, so it, it was at that time more of a community focus and you know a spiritual aspect. But then when the state got involved. It seemed to complicate it more. Does anybody agree with that? The fact that these licenses and and uh, as a um, uh, a permission to do something otherwise illegal, and the fact that a certificate is put on file, which gives the state really, uh, you know, authority over uh, the whole family uh, to be able to intercede in their business. I mean, we have secret family courts now going on where they're taking people's children for a little bit of nothing. Does anybody think that that's relevant in this conversation? Well, of course. Yeah, Why of course. Do you think I, before you got on the line, that's what I was talking about in a very brief moment. Okay? I was saying that I, I don't like it when a man has to go to the justice of the oh, peace, in other words, the state, or go to their respective religion in order to get permission to get married. What do you think a lot of men don't want to get married because of what you just said? Because they don't want to basically the state to basically interfere right. and basically to tell him that you got married with that person and let's say it doesn't work out, that person could basically take out everything that you work hard for as a man. And a lot of men don't want to do that, take that chance. Don't. And if we took out the state, then you wouldn't, women wouldn't have that power to basically destroy men. I know a lot of men that had a house. And they got divorced, and they basically lived in not more than a one and a half as an apartment because they lost everything. And they can't even see their children. Oh, that's another combat. So. You're still angry. Stanley. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not going to be angry. I'm just telling you facts. I'm not angry. I'm just telling you what it is. What's, Stanley, what's can I ask you? Angry? Stanley, may I ask you a Go question? Ahead. Go ahead. Do you do, do you think that the problem could maybe be resolved by looking and putting your attention on the state and maybe getting the state out um, as opposed to shining the light on women and blaming them because the state purposely did what they did in order for them to have control so they could mm-hmm. so they could assess taxes, property taxes, and and you know uh, put men in jail if they don't have house support, and all of this benefits the state revenue, uh, I, 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 and they don't care about the impact that it right. has on the family. Do you think that I, might help? Yes, it might help, but I think I also believe in responsibility. It's not because a woman has all those powers. Women, you could have made a choice on your own as women saying, you know what, we're not going to use those powers. You women could have made a choice on your own and say, you know what, we're not going to go there because we know that if we go there, we're basically jeopardizing the men. But, but I you forgot no something. Uh-huh. They, made it, they made a law that you had to get a marriage license. It was, it was, made, law, it was made a law. That you had to but, go get a marriage life. Okay, but but I don't understand. When you women wanted to have equality, if it wasn't for a lot of men that believed what you said and basically went to the same front as you, you would not have the equality that you have now. That's but sad. wait a minute. You're missing the point. The state made a mandate that in order to be married, you could no longer just go to the church, have a family marriage. You had to get a license, and they made the ministers 
because the churches became 501c3s. They made all okay. ministers have to require a license in order to perform a marriage ceremony. And why did they do that? So they could asset taxes if you buy a house and have control over the product of the marriage because the state looks at marriages as a business transaction to corporations a merger. So therefore, don't blame that on the women. That was law. No, I agree with that law, but... They I even made you have to go get a blood test, remember? I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but at the same token, those women still have a choice to say, am I going to use that law? It's well, how come the men the don't respond? Y'all want to be because, the leaders of everything when it comes to that, but when it comes to handling the state and getting the state off of people's back, then it's the woman's fault. That's not fair. How do you arrive at no. that conclusion? Pardon me? How do you arrive at that conclusion by saying the it's men want to be the leaders, but they're not uh, being the leaders when it comes to the state? Stanley just made a statement that right. the women had a choice that they didn't have to go along with that. And I said that the how come it's the woman's fault that that, that rule was and, not, and the man wants to be the leader of the family, why didn't he deal with the state and make sure the mandate wasn't placed on both men and women to have to get a blood test, a license, and a birth certificate? The man wants to be in charge, but then when it comes to handling the state, making unjust and unfair laws, that now we can't even have relationships uh, that last. But, but so it's the, the woman's fault, according to what I family saying. All right, so your question is, why didn't the men step up and take care of the problem of the marriage certificate? So now, again, you're No, 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 don't just say marriage certificate. I'm saying the uh, uh, stopping the state from... The state, the marriage certificate. Uh, yes. Right. Well, Stop. no, it's like... Uh, the family. Uh, when it just go half and half, you, we did this together, we can share this together. You just, it's, it's 12 months in a year, you take six weeks, six months, I take six months. Well, that's but, but you don't hear people come right. together and do something like that. That's right. But if the family want to blame the women. Because but, of because if you got a woman that's not working, advantage of the laws that make and she just left out there in the in the cold with nothing. Oh, for God's okay. sake, talking to. Uh, <laughs> but but the thing that you don't understand, women, we live in the society that you women have so much power that even as a man, if I do something about it and everything, the government and everything won't do something because the government is for the power of the women, period. Really? Yeah, the, really? Gov- the government yeah, the took government advantage. Well, the no, Stanley, the government took advantage of the situation so they could have control over all of us. Mm. Well, not, well, so not really. When, so when the now, women now, wait. Divorced, that, wait, the result of that, I agree, seems unfair to men because, of, for instance, there's a lot of men that have to go to jail or if they've accumulated wealth and they lose it. I can understand why they would feel that they got the short end of the stick. But don't blame that on the women. That that's the state. Okay. Well, wait, wait, nobody's that's, blaming that on the women. But nobody's the blaming that on the women, but we're Finish my sentence. Don't blame that on the women. That's the state taking advantage and pitting women against men and men against women. So then we lose and the state wins. Okay, okay. thank you. But how do you explain that we live? Okay, go to your TV and open your TV. I don't watch TV. Okay, okay, if you do watch TV, anybody who does watch TV, all the shows that you see basically men and nothing. 
Man is the loser. Man can't do nothing without the woman. Man, I can explain that, that Stanley. I can explain that, Stanley. In every generation, the the social engineers program a new generation to see the world and life a certain way so that they can herd the people where they want them to go. At this time, they want to keep enmity between men and women because they want to capture the minds of the children so they can take them towards this artificial intelligence society. They've even got rules where they're teaching the children, don't say boy and girl because you might offend somebody. Don't say mother and father. Don't say brown bag. It's all a mind control program for the the babies, they're even talking about putting children in school at two years old. So that's what that's for. That, that's to capture the children. I mean, they brag about the fact, give me your child till they're seven and we'll have them for the rest of their life. And they've been doing that forever. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but it doesn't explain what I'm saying to you. Perfect example. I'm going to come with a perfect example. There was a talk show that said the talk and everything. There was a show that six, seven women, they were laughing because a man basically got cut off what he had between his legs. No women, I didn't hear no one Let me tell you why they were laughing. Let me just finish this. I didn't hear not one woman say that is wrong. I was hearing all women laughing. Now, That's because their generation was programmed to think way, Stanley. Generation was programmed to think like Let me just finish this. Now, put a show, the same thing, with a bunch of men laughing at women and basically saying that we should cut off what you have between the lead and laughing. You would never hear that in 2016. Uh, in some societies, you would because they've been getting it cut off. No, not here. here. Anyway. Not here. Not here. <laughs> not well, in the States, not the point, Stanley. Stanley, you've missed the point. Those well, women were laughing, were programmed. They were socially engineered to have those kind of values and to not respect oh, men okay. and uh, uh, okay. All right. So, Ngoni, I'm going to agree with you. If they've been programmed, then you can see what we as men are going up against. Exactly. A program that you were hanging with, that's what you were going up against. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking Ngoni. Ngoni, do you agree with that? Well, yes, I do. But, you okay. see, I also agree that men were programmed. Do uh, what? But I had a certain software program put in them to see women a certain way because social engineers okay. are the ones that are engineering the conflict between women and men so that the family would be broke up so that they can control the population. I understand that. No, I'm agreeing with you. You and I have agreed on the political philosophy I'm for a long finished. time. No, so I'm almost finished oh, because okay, they sorry. know if anybody has the power to stand up against what they're trying to do in the world now, it'll be the men. They've emasculated the men for on, and made women not have respect for men because they know it's the man who has the power to deal with the state. Uh, so the I'm, women don't. The women shouldn't. They should just lay back and let the men go up against the state. You no, I don't like it when you do that. I made a very, very distinct statement. And you, did. You, you said the men. Around. Right, I'm you saying did. to you that in my view, right. the reason why it's the way it is is because Social engineers give women a program, a certain generation of women, to see the world a certain way. They do the same thing to boys, and then when they become men, they see the world a certain way. And the reason they do that is to keep enmity between the woman well, and the man. I agree with you on that. And is the one who has, if they come together, to deal with these, these demons who are doing uh, uh, control programs to keep conflict and confusion going. 
if they can maintain their power and control. Okay. I'm complete. All right. I have agreed okay. with you on that. But then didn't you, after you made your particular model law, didn't you say that it's up to the men? Why didn't the men stand up to the state? Why didn't I you didn't, say? You did I didn't say that. that. I did not say that. See, Joe, you like, you Wait twist you didn't say that? around. Did you, I you, didn't Okay, I, that was back when I was trying to explain. You were saying that the women, that the men have it so bad, and I explained, in my view, the way I see it, is how that came about. Right. I, I'm not blaming. Uh, it both have a, a role to play in, in accepting part of the blame. The women were used, and they allowed themselves to be used. A lot of women unfairly had men arrested wrongly, uh, when they were in situations where perhaps they didn't have a job or whatever, and they end up in jail for non-support, when those mm-hmm. kind of problems could be worked out between men and women without state in the middle. Yeah, See, I'm against state being in the middle, and people working out their own problems is what I'm trying to get at. But you guys but, seem to want to keep pointing the finger at women and women keep laughing at men, and that's and I'm saying the state is of who it benefits from that, or the powers that be. Yeah, I just want to ask something. I agree with you, but when a woman is basically accusing a man of rape and we find out later on that basically he, she was wrong, there's no consequence to her action. That's where I have a huge problem. If you're going to accuse any man of doing something to you and there's no consequence because you're a woman, what does that say about society? How can as a man look at you and basically you say, this is fair. How could, as a man, I could look at you that a woman could be a teacher doing a nag, a sexual act to a young boy, and she will get nothing compared to a man doing a sexual act to a young woman, and you will hear all, she, she will get 16, 25 years of prison. So how could, as a man, I could look at you and say the law is fair when it's not? because you keep focusing on the women instead of turning your eyes at who's doing this. You keep forgetting to look at who benefits from this. You keep focusing on we're both victims of someone who's playing a social engineer and who's orchestrating these things, and until all eyes are on the enemy, which is the state and the social engineers and the institutions that are programming our children as we speak to be another generation of crazy people that will not be able to have functioning relationships. And it's going to be worse in their generation than it is in ours today because they're really programming their minds, right. twisting their minds real bad. And Okay, so as long as you keep focusing on women, then you fail to look at where is this coming from. There's enough blame to go around on both sides. I just admitted that, yes, women were played, but they also wrongly took advantage of the advantages they they gained from the state doing this. And some of them unjustly had men arrested and took all of their belongings unfairly and didn't care whether the man who worked hard and tried to provide for his family and was a good man lost everything he worked for. And some men were just good and good providers and just worked all their life and was nothing but... Uh, uh, a breadwinner, and it was unappreciated. All of that happened in many cases, okay? But I'm saying it's not going to be solved until both women and men look at who is benefiting from keeping this kind of enmity between men and women. Who benefits from the gender war? It's the state. You're right, Angoni. Hmm. Wow. No, she's right. She's absolutely right. I I thought Stanley had a question. I wanted to go after Stanley. 
Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. I, I agree with you. The, the Fed is benefiting it. But when anything with power, I, I'm sorry to say, 2016, I feel that women has more power than men because the law are for you. The, the child support is for you. The, the thing of telling a man that he can't even see his daughter is for you. The divorce court is for you. And we could go through the case. You get more, less prison compared to the same crime compared to a man. So we could go through the whole thing and see that basically women are more favored with this. And you think that women are going to say, I'm going to lose that power? That's powerful. No, no. See, when I used the word power, it was in the context of men having the physical power to deal with the state. That's what I'm talking about. They want to make sure to emasculate men and so that you'll hate women so that you men won't come together and put the state under control. That's what I meant by power. They know if they have any challenge coming to them, it will be from the men as a collective. Yeah, it's too fun. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just show. Uh, I like to continue this, but I can't even access my own show. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Okay. <laughs> what Angoni's talking about, I happen to agree with her 100%. She's putting everything under the total umbrella of the state control, mind control. Am I right there? No, well, mind control, social control, okay. uh, maintaining conflict and confusion, and be- keeping everybody off balance. Blaming each other, so right, and, and who benefits? So yes, right, okay. So either mass mind control or social programming, uh, however you want to term it, um, I happen to agree with you that there is that because of the school system, etc. Now, I'm uh, to not blame either one tool because we're all programmed. However, I keep saying that it's because of what our expectations are, and that's made to a large degree, if not to the major degree, about what the state tells us, what propaganda tells us to believe in, what we should expect, etc. But that's what we're up against as men. But when I say that, and when I were you there? Or were you? I think you were outside uh, listening when I was talking about the universities having the gender studies. Let's say there's 10,000 universities in America. I don't know how many. I'm just throwing the number out there. At least 8,000 of them are, are the ones that are teaching the gender studies. They're teaching women that men are the enemy. There's that social programming. So when we as men come across that, then you're right, Ngoni. There is going to be the enmity. There's going to be that, that you're the blame, you're the blame, you're the blame, you're the problem. So we have to get beyond that. So what Stanley, I'm not going to talk to Stanley, I'm going to talk to myself, is that the problems that I see in the gender wars, is that this programming has affected us, and as a result, what happens? Relationships fail, but they fail along a certain, I guess, within a certain paradigm, and that's the paradigm I keep talking about. But you're the and only I understand one. it, and right now the paradigm is social programming. Yeah, I understand it, and right now they've flipped the script so that now men feel victimized. Prior to that. Women felt victimized, and so therefore when the state offered us an opportunity uh, to go out and make more money than men, we got beside ourselves, we got big and, and sassy, and, oh, I don't need him, da 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 That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so it back and forth like a seesaw, and so women made their mistake and went along with the state 
realizing the effect it was going to have on the children in the long run and men in the long run. And so now they've flipped the script, and now they've got a new engineering program for the men to feel bad and hurt and sick and tired of being used as as uh, slaves for all their life to work hard and take care of their family and try to treat their women good and get the short end of the stick and get laughed at when a man gets his penis cut off. So they flip the programming right. back and right. forth with each gender, and that's how they keep the confusion mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm, right. I, until, until both men and women recognize who the enemy is and who benefits and decide that they're going to put the flat, white flag out and say, okay. Because in Fran- Dr. Frances Crest Wilson used to say this. this. this she, used to, she used to say this, but she was saying this specifically to black men. I'm saying it to all men and all women. Until we all recognize we've been conquered, domesticated, and used and abused and start working together and, and looking out at where is this coming from and where is this leading us, Nothing will change. It'll just be yo-yoing you back and what? forth. The next generation is robots, and, 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 and that's the end of it. You know what? I and agree. I don't want this Everything. to go. To, oh, I'm sorry, Stan. No, go ahead, Jim. I don't want this to go to your head and go, okay? But this is the first time in years that I'm going to agree with you nearly 100%. Okay. okay. Exactly. Because nobody has ever expressed a real problem between men and women. They've mentioned, like, um, society's mores and, you know, and expectations. But the way that you've said it, you brought all of that underneath the whole general categorical umbrella of the state, the social conditioning. And people know it, but they don't know it, and they didn't express it the way that you did. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm agreeing with you, so don't, you know, don't, don't stop uh, you and me arguing, all right? Because, uh, all right? <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to add to what, she, what he said. I agree 100% to what, what you're saying also. <laughs> And, and you okay. know why I think I was able to understand it that way? Because I truly, sincerely have no desire to ever be married again. So I was able to look at my two marriages, failed ones, and to examine myself and my role in the, in what role I played in it. And and I've come to the conclusion that, that this is where the problem is coming from. And that's, therefore, I don't want to get married because I think one thing, like, and I agree with Mays, that number one, that we've completely left love out of the whole co- equation. Exactly. You know, we're, you know, we're, 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 we let everything. Here's, here's someone out there that came out of the chat room. Do marriage have a, have any core values that both men and women can agree on? This At this time, out. no, probably not, no. because of the social engineering. Yeah, I would, I would think that theory, you know, we should. Using our abstract mind and our intellect, we can take a look at them, and they'll say this is something we should aspire to. But like Angoni has been um, expressing herself upon, that's something because of our emotions, which are um, pretty much programmed. We don't get together on that because we're programmed to be enemies. We all know that everybody wants a man or a woman to be respectful, to be respected, to have appreciation from and towards to be their support group. But we all when we well, when we get together, what happens? Some kind of switch flips and we get very antsy towards one another and we get defensive yeah. and stuff like that. That's a result of society's mores, which is a result of the programming by the state. Mm. 
People have to realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And the other part that I have to add and everything, I went to another show where I asked psychologists, psychiatrists, and everything, why can't, in the women's part, women cannot be honest with themselves and go for what they want and everything. And the woman said, and the woman was saying after her studies, after speaking to 20,000 women, that women can't go there to be honest of what they want and be honest. If you can't even be honest of who you are as a woman and stop basically accepting what society tells you, we've got a major problem. If you can't even stand up for yourself as a woman and say, no, I'm going to follow this because this is fair and I'm not going to follow you. Women will have more tendency to follow their friends who put them down and everything than to follow the, the good thing that they're supposed to. Hmm. Like, I think there's like one years, possible solution. There wow. may be one possible solution to make a bridge between Men and women at this time, and that right. is if men and women could agree to put their grievances aside and take up a practice that is done by Native Americans, they look seven generations and see what they're doing and how it's going to impact the children, because they are our future. If we can come together as people, whether you're in a marriage, whether you're just in a friendship or whatever, and say, we're going to put our grievances aside because if we don't save the generation of children that's being programmed to be artificial intelligent robots linked up to a satellite, and you can laugh at this if you want to, but that's exactly what they're doing, okay, then then maybe that might be the solution for men and women to be able to love each other in relationships if they can agree to work on that one thing together and put all that other crap aside just for now and say, our goal is to save the next generation of children. Now, that's something that men and women can get together and do. Okay. All right. Uh, hold on for a minute, Joe. All right, y'all, we got three minutes left in the live on the show. So if you want to continue to hear the show, we're going in overtime, 347-838-8622. You need to get on the phones. All right. All right go ahead, Joe. Um, I'm going to be talking about the satellites and the um, artificial intelligence. I don't know if that's happening today. I'm sure Wesley would talk about that. But I have no doubt that it could happen in the future within the next 20 years. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. That's a good... Well, Joe, Ray Kurzweil said it's going to happen in 2029, and for the last 30 years, all of his predictions on how this technology has been going on has come to pass. He's been right on the money and right on schedule. So he says 2029. Okay, 29. That's less than 20. Yeah. There's an article by Bill Joy called Why the Future Will Not Need Us. Bill Joy. Why the future will not need humanity or something like that. Oh, I have one for you. It's, um, I forget it's about robots. It's on YouTube about they won't it's And that's coming in the next 10 years. Robots are going to be replacing everybody in every walk of business life. Yeah. Yep. They call that the singularity when machines yeah. outpace humanity. They call that the singularity. That's why you have Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and Agenda 2050. This is not far off. Now, there are some people out there doing TED Talks claiming that, oh, we don't have to worry about that. I'll worry about that when my computer talks to my printer without me, without me telling it to, blah, blah, blah. But, see, those are the ones that are supposed to, keep, to put us to sleep mm-hmm. while train is 
steady moving down the track, and they're they have the capacity to put thoughts in your mind. They have the technology right now, uh, uh, you know, with all of these uh, Google glasses. Do you know they're literally now uh, having to find uh, doctors that can, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, treat people with uh, uh, this Google glasses addiction? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, go listen to Ray Kurzweil. If you want to get a scare about what the future is. Ray Kurzweil is a futurist, yeah. Children, for the children, not for me, okay? For the children, okay? I wanted wanted to say that your particular uh, remedy um, um, is a good one. About if, instead of focusing on ourselves, for those who are getting married, for those who want children, if they can sit down and say, why don't we put aside our grievances for now and just focus on what's good for the children, that's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is overcome the, the programming by the by Disney, by um, the media, the propaganda of what I call uh, feminist, uh, not feminist, but female porn, is those romance novels. I want to overcome all that programming so that men and women can say, you know what, let's examine what they, the state, and the state um, derivatives have done to us so that maybe you and I can get along. But people well, don't. Yep. My suggestion is women have to take the responsibility for deprogramming themselves. Men have to take the responsibility for investigating their program and deprogramming themselves. And that way you take the blame out of it. Each gender accepts their share of the blame. Like you said, Joe, let's take 50-50, okay? And then everybody takes responsibility for doing the inner work that they have to do because this is a spiritual, wicked battle is what it is. And as we work on ourselves and not blame anybody else and project out our wrong, that's why you got to do your shadow work, see. That's why you got to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you pro- project out what you don't accept in yourself and your fault in it on the man, and the man projects his anger and, uh, you know, projects on the woman. So to avoid that, the women do their deprogramming and self-examination and where their fault in all this. And the men deprogram themselves and take responsibility for their half in it. And then those, maybe as people do their inner work and programming, they might be able to find people they can form alliances with and have a half a decent relationship because they agree that what's important is the future because if we don't save the children, there won't be any relationships to humans. There'll just be robots running around here. I think uh-huh. there's no robots around but, here now but, anyway. But the question I want to ask you, how come you think those same men, that if you put them in another country, like a lot of men are basically saying, I ain't dating nobody in Western uh, women, but if you put them in Brazil, which I know I went, and it was completely different when I went to Brazil. I didn't feel this tension between men. I felt like when I was in Brazil and everything, I felt that women were saying, like what Joe is saying, I felt that women loved men. The principle inside of them was there. Even if women rejected me, even if women said, no, I'm not interested at you, Stanley, the love for men was there. And I don't feel it. Why would you expect the same same attitude in another country, another culture, with a different history than this one to be the same? In a different program, to be the same. That's unrealistic. 
No, I, I just gave, no, it just gave me hope that you see what it is when when it goes back to Joe. When when we have the foundation of saying women, you need to love men, and men, you need to love women. We would it's change a lot of stuff. It's more than that. You just focus so much on women and their deficiencies as you well, see them, and you're not right. looking at the whole but, 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 picture. We just uh, the expectations the are irreasonable. unreasonable. But I did look at the whole picture. What do you think that men are basically getting married? Uh, please, please say something, because I can't. I just can't. Okay. May okay. I ask Stanley a question, please? Go ahead. Sir. May I please ask Stanley a question? Go ahead. Ask him. Go ahead. Thank you. Stanley, do you recognize that culture is a kind of a social programming and yes. that nations, okay. whole nations and different cultures, that's the reason why they got blacks against whites, this one against that one, because one uh, ethnic group is told a version of his software program. Another one is programmed a certain way to believe history is a certain way, and so they can't get along either. So this, it, it goes all the way from men, women, nation to nation, ethnic group, ethnic group. It's a global problem, Stanley. And the only way it's going to get solved is when we start with ourselves and deprogram ourselves and do our work. And then as we do that and find one thing that we can work together, we don't have to solve it all at once. It didn't happen all at once. This has been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And take one step at a time and heal ourselves of all this poison that's been put in us because that's how these people stay in charge. Conflict and confusion, hate and 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 praying on each other and using each other, that's how they keep the power and control. Yeah. And when we can look and understand culture and an unexamined culture, not your friend. So, yes, you can culture and, and say, oh, look at the women. They know how to act. Those Western, don't you know Africans come over here and are told by the government to stay away from black people because we're this, that, this, that, and the other? They're literally told that. I was married to a Senegalese, okay? I had to go to immigration and go through the immigration problem. So I'm not telling you anything that I read on the website. I'm telling you something mm-hmm. I experienced. They literally okay. tell African people to come over here and stay away from us because uh, black people in America are this, that, this, that, this, that, okay. and the other. That's where the cultural thing comes in, Stanley. I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm sure about that and everything. But I'm telling you of my experience when I went to Brazil was totally different than the Western women. When I went I know to Brazil and everything, I didn't hear a word I, I said. I, I'm telling you my experience. And I'm going back to what, I'm just going back to what Joe said, which is what I agree with him, which I feel a lot of women go back to the foundation. Like, I didn't just say men. I didn't just say but women. He's not I said both gender. Both gender need to go back of loving each other, loving the other gender, because I feel that both gender don't love each other, and once you don't love the other gender, you're going to have distrust and everything. You know well, you're not. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what? When I, went to the Dominican, when I went to the Dominican Republic, the men, the Haitian men that I encountered, the Dominican men, uh, had a different kind of energy and attitude toward me than the typical. Um, a black male here. They, for me, they tended to do more masculinity. They were very hard workers. They were, there was just a whole different kind of attitude, and I could actually felt very relaxed with them. 
So I would expect them to be, I don't expect the black men here to be like the men there because it's a different way of life, culture, how they've been raised. You know, all of that is different. So I don't And you know what, Miss? Miss Lady, I've been to Senegal. My second husband was Senegalese, so I spent some time in Senegal, and I lived in Ghana. And there's a difference between Ghanaian women in uh, in uh, uh, Ghana, and there's a difference between the uh, Senegalese women. Uh, for the first time in my life, I saw an ultra-Ghanaian <laughs> women in Senegal because they were enculturated in a French culture, and the women in Ghana, they do all the hard work. They, you see the pictures and how the women put all that stuff on their head and carry everything. The men in Ghana, they don't do the hard work the women do, and that's because they were colonized by the British. So uh, you're right. Different cultures are programmed with a different software yeah. program. So that's right there on the continent of Africa, on you the know. same continent. They have a different cultural perspective and behavior. Mm-hmm. It's a program. Joe, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that 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 you are 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 saying that a psychologist, read a lot of books, which a lot of a lot of black men and black women don't even do. So don't even go there. I'm a lot more prepared in this world in relationship compared to a lot of people who are not. So a lot of black there, and there's a lot of psychiatrists that really like Minister Farrakhan. He ain't never met one that didn't need a psychiatrist. Okay. Psychiatrists. Do you know a psychologist are supposed to have their own psychologist? To go talk to as well. You know what? I'd like to deprogram you, Miss Lady. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize for interrupting. I po- no, no. Mm-mm. What do you All mean right. deprogram me? No. Uh, I will never be Stepfordish. See, that's no. a, a lot of the what they want Stepford women. Okay, that's okay. not me. And that's right. certainly an Okay. Here's but, the thing that I'm okay. getting from Ngoni, okay? When I talk to women, I've often, I've often mentioned about uh, the propaganda and the mainstream media and the, uh, and the effect it's had on all of us and what, is, what I've described before about the gender studies, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm going to use now, because I've come across, and it's just surprising to me, in the past couple of years, um, people, strangers, just, we're just striking up conversations because we're stuck in the same place for some reason. And then they know about the New World Order. They know about the Rothschilds, young and old, Okay. Young and old, um, younger women, older men, older uh, women, younger men. It's amazing. If I think I'm going to use the programming by the state, which is Ngoni's terminology, and see what that does, because I think maybe they might relate to it better than what I've been talking to them about. Because they know about the international banksters, and they know about the effects of, of programming. But I haven't said programming in the same context as Ngoni has. I'm going to try that because that takes the blame, a lot of the blame, away from both of us. So as she's suggesting, if we can take the blame away from both of us, regardless of whether we're looking towards children or not, we have a good foundation with which we can use to get together. Does that make sense to people? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Lady, that doesn't make sense to you? 
It yeah. makes a lot okay. of sense, but that's the start. That's 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 oh, the yeah. starting point. It is. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, because there's, there's a lot of study that needs to be done as to what exactly that programming means and well, how to well, deprogram yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another thing. The deprogramming is it's kind of hard for the robot to deprogram themselves, but I think we need help to deprogram each other. So that's the only thing I would uh, okay. suggest about that. But um, for us to deprogram ourselves is cool too. But if we can do it together, I like that. But you uh, have, I like that. Saying, they have a common reason to do it. Before, that's all. Yeah. You ha- are you there? You have to have a common reason to do it, and it can't be uh, just you and a woman. It has to be. Uh, a, a caring beyond yourself that is going to make both people stick to it and like Sister Ottawa said, mm-hmm. you know, do it with integrity, do it with love, do it with a cause. And that, that I think in my view that's the only thing. Even whether you don't have children. Just because you don't have children don't mean you, you can't care about the greater community of children on this planet. You're right, you're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're right, because I was going to come in with, you know, I'm not planning on having children. I am planning on having um, a healthy, worthwhile relationship with anybody else who's willing, but I'm glad you brought in that aspect. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's children that don't have parents that are in foster care that need yes. people to care about them. They're being abused, drugged, they're being pedophiles and run all over uh-huh. the place. I mean, you know what? Just... Okay. Um, Stanley wants to come in. Stanley, can I interrupt for a second? <laughs> No, go ahead, go ahead. What Angoni was saying about, I would rather adopt than bring in my own child on this planet. I have said that for years, maybe not that much on this show, but I don't want my flesh and blood to be infected by what's going on on this planet. I would rather adopt, and I know I would love a child as my own, even if he or she was not my own. Hmm. I agree, Joe, and, and, and I would think that, you know, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. And I have met young people right here in Tampa. Young Caucasian men have mm-hmm. told me I'm not having any children, uh, not in this world. And it would probably be a good idea if people stop having children until we can get this thing under control. I agree. No, I was done. Oh, okay. Stanley, you want to No, the only thing I want to, I agree with what she said. We need to go back to having something in common. We don't and everything. But I think we need also to have a sisterhood and a brotherhood and everything who has who puts the, the standard for both men and women. So when a woman does wrong, sisterhood could come in and say, say to that woman, because it seems that we as men, when we talk to you, it doesn't go through. It could be other sister that could talk to this woman and say, you did wrong and tell her why. And when we as men, we do wrong, you don't talk to us. And the brotherhood who has the high standard comes to us and say, what did we do wrong? Because it seems like both gender, when we listen, when another gender of the same gender talks to us, we, talk, we listen more than when we talk to each other. That's a good idea. And that's the model the Nation of Islam adopts within the Nation of Islam when there's a family problem. Uh, if there's a, a, a domestic problem, if the man is uh, being abusive physically, to the, the brothers come in, the, the man, and if the sister's in, uh, you know, they assess what the problem is. If the sister's in the wrong, the sister sisterhood comes in and addresses the woman. It's a good policy. Oh, sounds good. But everybody yeah. has to be honest. That's yeah, of course, honest. of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> That and that's when ego, you know, we all have to take our egos and take a look at our egos and say, you know what, it's exactly, good to have a yeah. nice, healthy, strong ego. But sometimes we, men and women, we have to realize 
Sometimes we're wrong. And in Goni, I do admit you're wrong most of the time. Okay? Well, you know, you're I'm, I'm perfectly well able to see it that way. That's all right. It's okay. I'm joking. Gee, nobody takes my jokes today. I don't understand this. Don't feel bad, Joe. Nobody understands my jokes either. My <laughs> jokes are horrible. I think they're funny, and nobody thinks they're funny. So we can comment. Yeah. Well, that See, we should look. That's another thing too. We should stop looking for differences and attempt to find what we have in common. In common, exactly. Yeah. So we tell each other. We yeah. should say, "Well, I don't agree, but here's right. why." Say, "Yes, I see what you're saying. Here's how I." Who at the store? Somebody's in the airport. Never mind. I found out who it is. Of course, it would be. Go ahead. I was just saying that, you know, we, we also have to learn a new language. Uh, there was a, a, a thing I discovered online, and the man is deceased, and he went around the world teaching this, and I admit again my follow-through is not good, and I didn't follow through on it. But it's called the language of peace. There's hours and hours of his um, talks of where he, he discovered through his family problems and so forth, that the reason we can't get along is because of the language. We have to find a new language, and he developed a language of peace. So that's out there on the web. There's hours of it out there, and I'm going to get back into studying that. we got to learn how to... Mm-hmm. I'm not you know there's another thing. Sorry, I agree with you. You know there's another thing called the, the Five Love Language also? That's another book. That's very good. That talks about what you're saying. That everybody has a different language to loving each other. And that if we want to relate to the other person, we need to know the love language of the other person, not the love mm-hmm. language that we've been brought up. That's another And let me book. tell you, Stanley. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you weren't finished. Go, Pardon go me. Well, I just want to interject that this language of peace is not fuzzy, wuzzy, new age BS either. It's honesty, but it's honesty in love. Telling the truth in love with the intention of healing. This man was not a, you know, new age BSer or anything like that. He was, this was hardcore language of peace, okay? This make you cry, okay? Can you? Which is, you, which, you I'm not watching that. I'm done. I want to find out the author's name or what keywords I can use to look it up on, on the web. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up for you, Joe. Okay. I'll, I'm right here in front of the computer. I'll, I'll see if I can find it now. All right, because I have, I have a couple of books on that. Uh, I, there's also one on fair fighting. I've also theorized uh, a few months ago by being on another show and doing some role playing that sometimes people, because of our emotional baggage, even though th- we, we think we're in a safe space, sometimes we still get upset over what the other person says. So I've developed a certain thing, and I don't. This is the only theory that people can go at each other practically tooth and nail, saying the nastiest things that you want to, but because you two stand up to each other in that particular battleground, that you can actually come away with a new, not a new language, but a way of communicating that. You know what? I just threw bombs at you. You threw bombs at me. We didn't get hurt. Therefore, if we can't hurt each other, maybe we can heal each other. So that's something But you know what, Joe? That's mm-hmm. what the archons feed off of. Who? Yeah, that's dangerous. Archons. I'm sorry. I didn't hear him, uh, no, Mr. Talk was trying to say something. 
I was telling Joe that that process, it sounds good, but that's a dangerous process right there that he's talking about. Very well, dangerous. And that's fairly, I, like, I, like, I like to develop it. The way it worked on, on the show, it worked fairly well, but I'm sure there's bumps, you know, that's probably really potholes. But I want to develop that, too, because I think any kind of methodology that works or could work, I want to explore it. So that's why I am going to reference. Uh, that that's what the uh, I'm I'm still looking, okay. uh, but what the archons feed off of, the mind parasites. That's what they feed off of. The they, they feed off of that. When when we when we go into the low frequency, low vibration, oh, okay. and and they can actually manipulate us and shoot us off at each other like guns. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's what they feed off of. That's why they take children and do these rituals and stuff with them. Mr. Talk, I told him about something earlier today. We were talking. You guys all look up the word loose. L-O-O-S-H. And it's what they get when they torture children and do anal sex on them, and they're actually pulling their life force out of them, and it creates a chemical because, you know, we're like pharmacies inside of ourselves. We make certain enzymes and so forth, and they call it loosh, and they sell it just like they're selling organs. Yes. Ah. See, I didn't know about that, but I did know about traumatic... um personality splitting when a person is very young in order to make that person um, not it. just a member of the state, but a robot, that's, practically. Yeah. That's right, Joe. Now, I, I found uh, the language of peace, and I don't remember the man's name. I had a lot of notes, but my goodness. I, but if I, I look up language of peace, that would No, there's me... too much. It, it took me a long time. I had to go to YouTube and type in language of peace. Okay, I'll do and, that. Uh, a there's a YouTube channel, and I think this might be the original one. I'm sure there's you know there's probably a lot of uh, what do you call it uh, sh- uh, you know um, uh, shoots off of the original man right, you know right. uh-huh. some of it some of it and see like this one this looks like it's from uh, a foreign country and this is not what I'm looking for because this man was from America. Okay, language okay. of peace. That'll be Until a good find it if I can get it while we're on the show okay. I will if I'll get it to Mr. Talk so he can get it to you. All right, thanks. Well, uh, when next yeah, when next time I come Eric doesn't have my email. I won't give it to him. I ain't asked you for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, since you just gonna put it out there now. I'm put it out there too. I ain't asked you for it. Okay. <laughs> well that's why I don't give it to you. Okay then <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. It's getting close to that time, so let's get y'all y'all last words in here real quick. And uh, we're going to start off with Maze. Maze hasn't said anything in a while. She must have had to go and cook dinner. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I figured you'd come on that one. All right, what's your last words, Maze? Give us something good. I don't have any. Uh-oh. I'm speechless today. You're speechless? Yeah. Well, write that down on the calendar for real. <laughs> the second half, anyway. All right, Maze. Well, thank you as always. It's fun having you. All right. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Yes. <laughs> All right, Miss Lady. Are you there? Hi. That was not me making that noise. I was muted. I want you to know that. Okay. Oh. But this mm-hmm. has been a good uh, topic. And what was that that she was talking about? L O S H. Yeah. Uh, she said it was a chemical that was secreted. So do they do they do a a, a, a stick? You know, get uh, the blood from the children in order to get this 
Um, this chemical that's secreted uh, when the children are under terrorism and fear, how is it captured? Is it by, um, you know, by, uh, you know, sticking the needle and pulling out the blood or what? Okay, I'll let her that's explain it. Okay, I'll let her explain that to you. I'll bring her up next so she can explain it to you. Okay? Okay. That's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, right. it was a good topic, and I'm glad, you know, that there was some commonality found eventually. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm glad. All right. Thank you, this lady. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. Sister Ngoni? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm here. Uh, Miss Lady, uh, it it has to do with pedophilia. They torture the children. They do anal sex on them. And while they're in terror, they pull out the life force energy from the root chakra of the child. Uh, And that's what the Loosh, L-O-O-S-H, they call it, and they sell it like a pharmaceutical. And Mr. Talk, thank you for taking my call today, and thank you for letting me participate. And to everyone, have a good evening, and I'm glad we had this conversation. I think it was a a conversation that matters. I do, too. Thank you as well. All right. (laughs) Last but not least, Joe. Well, you know what? I I actually have some words to say today. Today was one of the most enjoyable shows, um, that I've been on in, a, in quite a while with regards to relationships. And I have wow. to thank Ngoni for that. It shows that if we just take a, um, a, a look at something a little bit differently, that little bit differently could make an impact. Um, I've been talking about programming and um, propaganda and the media influence and mores of the uh, society and how we're shaped. But the fact that Ngoni brought in not just programming, but programming by the state, that, I think, could make a difference. And I think mm-hmm. I'm going to employ that when I talk to uh, to women in the future, okay, as opposed to what my, you know, what I've talked about with how we are, uh, how we are. But to mm-hmm. say it that way, I hope it will make a difference. I think it will. Um, it's great because it's under a categorical umbrella, which encompasses everybody in such a way that, according to the people that I've, I've, I've encountered the past few years, they should understand. You know, I mean, they understand about propaganda, mainstream media, Disneyland, Pono, and stuff like that, And but this is a different approach. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking and hopeful that it'll be like that, so that we all can say, you know what, you're programmed, I'm programmed. Let's see what that programming has done to us because of that evil influence over there, okay? Because we always think that the other influences are that evil, that kind of detrimental, but and sometimes benign. But when we recognize that the state is an evil influence, we can say, you know what? I'm not going to let them uh, influence me anymore. I'm not going to become their robot. I'm not going to become their serf, either in a relationship arena or in an economic arena or political arena and I thank Angoni for what um, uh, for what you were talking about today and I'm going to look up Loosh and I'm going to look up Language of Peace uh-huh. so I say thanks and um, oh well okay I guess I'll see you all on um, on Friday Friday, Friday. yep alright well thank you Joe thank and you. 
I want to say thank you to everyone who participated in today's show, even the guys in the chat room. I didn't get a chance to acknowledge them. Michael Hood, East Coast, Guest 1071, and Guest 1441. Uh, thank y'all for participating. This was a great show. Um, I think we actually came up with a, a, a somewhat of a, a, a plan, you know, a plan. You know, great information, Sister Ngoni. You know, that's why I love that woman because she, she bring it, boy. When she bring it, she bring it. <laughs> she give everybody homework. That's a good thing. Um, but great show. I want to thank everybody once again. Miss Lady, Maze, um, Sister Ottawa, Stanley, Joe. Oh, great. Everybody who's listening and, and joined in. It's been fun. It's been fun. All right, man. Well, that's going to do it. I don't have any last words. I really don't. I think it's all been said, put out there. And, you know, that's another thing. When when you do a show, and at the end of the show, when it's time, it's time for your remarks, and you really cannot find anything else to add to what has been said, that's a good show. That is a good show. You know, and the best part about it, we had participation from both men and women. Men and women, you know, great, 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 great job, y'all. Great job, y'all. I got to give y'all some love for that one. Uh, I told y'all, I told y'all when I came on here, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about. It just hit me, and bam, here we are. <laughs> great job, great job. All right, so that's going to do it for me, man. Until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, um, we're going to get on up out of here. We're going to take you out of here with some Mr. Kendrick Lamar, and I love myself. Now, I know some of y'all don't know about old Kendrick. He can get kind of rough with them lyrics, but, hey, it is what it is. I love myself, and I see everybody back here Wednesday. All right? On Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, saying have a good one, y'all. See you then. Tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry. Yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many mother mother wanna tell me, but they never never tell me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they tell me, and I love myself. The world is a ghetto. I know you haunt you. Peace to fashion, police to wear my heart. On my sleeve, let the runway start. You know the man's about do love company. What do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confidence. Everybody lack confidence. How many times my potential was anonymous? How many times the city making me promises? So I promise this. I love Keep y'all on tuck and rotation I duck these cold faces Post up these five four faces Dreams are reality's peace Blow steam in the face of the beast The sky can fall down, the wind can cry Now I'm the strong in me, I still smile I love myself The world is a ghetto